congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. I'm sorry I'm so lethargic today, you guys. You're allowed to Is have a Is it because a, a of your bad dur- disturbing dreams where you're Well, first I should explain that I have a killer UTI and kidney stones. So I finally went to the doctor after having this problem for well over I told you last two week weeks. to go to the doctor and you didn't. So anyway, I finally went to the doctor. She's like, man, I've never seen that much bacteria. You went off our charts. I'm like, great. <laughs> You're like, thanks. So she gave me all these drugs and I've been feeling very dizzy and tired, of course, because mm. I'm, I've got this horrible infection. Or that you're drugged? Yes, a combination yes. of those things. So I slept all day yesterday. And Yay. when I when I say slept all day, I mean I woke up twice. You but because of that, I was having some very bizarre dreams. Because <laughs> you know what it's like when you're not really tired and you mm-hmm. sleep? So I was having this dream. God, I was disturbing on a bunch of levels. But I'm, I'm usually lost in my dreams for some reason. I get lost a lot mm-hmm. when, I'm, when I'm sleeping. And Vonnie drops me off at this mall in this unfamiliar city. It's so nice of you. Just kicked her out of the car. <laughs> I had her drop. I'm sure she I had her me drop too. me off for some reason. There, she's gonna. I was gonna meet her later. So she drops me off, and I get lost, and come out of the building in a different exit, which I've actually done before. But oh, that's the worst. But I couldn't recognize anything, and uh, the door locked behind me. I couldn't get back into the mall. So I'm standing out here in this parking lot area and there was the strip mall on the side. So I was like, oh, I'll just go in there and see what I can, you know, I'll ask directions. So I get in there and it's this bizarre looking clothing store that looks like it's about 20 years out of date. Oh my. And all the people in there are dressed like really out of date. And there's a restaurant attached to it. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to go get a cup of coffee. And I was trying to find service on my phone. I couldn't get service on my phone. So I walk into this restaurant and the waiters are grubby looking young girls, like between the ages of eight and 10 and they're all topless. That is a super weird dream. And I was immediately angry because I'm like, what the actual is going on here? And people were just totally treating me like I was an asshole for saying something. So I was furious, you know, and I walk outside and I finally get a hold of Ani and I'm like, dude, you need to come get me. This horrible thing is happening. She's like, stop overreacting. You always do this. You're just overreacting all the time. So, of course, I woke up and I was furious with her. She's aggressively pointing. <laughs> I was so pissed off. I think this is a layover from when she compared you to her mother. I think that's week. what it is. I think I think I've had these 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 feelings, Bonnie. Was that, that last you're, week? That you're not taking me seriously enough. I always I would never week. tell you that you're overreacting about half dressed people. Well, it was grubby little girls. It looked like they hadn't showered for like a year, and they I were all you. they looked like slaves to me, and I was all like freaking out. You're like, what's happening in this parallel universe? And that's what it felt like. I said something to her on the phone. I'd like, I think I just stepped into another timeline or something here. I don't know. What the hell? I don't know any of these people. I don't recognize anything. Bonnie's like, stop overreacting. 
But I wouldn't say that. I told her, I said, it sounds like something her husband would say. So I think maybe she's just replacing me in her dream with her husband. There you go. There's just a lot of complex things to unpack in that dream. There's a lot of things going on in that dream. (laughs) I wonder what dreaming about topless little girls means. Uh, I don't want to look that one up. I'm not looking that one up either. It's like, damn. It's freaking me out. At least I was mad about it. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe it's one of those, like, you're just mad that, like, kids aren't being treated fairly or something. There's some. Yeah. Or that you're in this alternate grubby. It was grubby. It was, these girls were not sexualized at all. It just, like. So they just look kind of, like. They were, they had mullets. Oh, they had mullets? Mullets. Oh, my. That's And, like, super out of date clothing and. Well, the pants, you know. Were they rocking MC Hammer pants? No, it was all, they were all wearing jeans. Everybody in there was okay. wearing jeans and it looked like, I don't know. I, I can't explain it, but it was just so disturbing. Mm. They you... have lick dreams, but they don't have lost dreams. I'm always lost in my dreams. That's weird. And I hardly ever remember my dreams. Oh, I remember my dreams. But when I do, they're oddly like prophetic. Like I'll have a dream about something and then it'll happen. Yeah. Like if I, it's well, don't be dreaming about me, man. I don't want to hear that. I've done that before. Like one time, they're not I, bad. It's not a bad thing that happens normally. I, I fell asleep in on the couch, and I say that loosely because it was a bench seat that we took out of a car and put in our house. <laughs> and I woke up and looked out the window and said, "Oh my God, it's snowing!" In my dream, that's yeah. what I did. And I woke up and sat up and looked outside, and it was snowing. And I said, "Oh my God, it's snowing!" Oh my God, I just dreamt that. <laughs> yeah. I had like a friend of mine that I hadn't seen in a while after in, when I was in college. And I had this whole dream of him like coming back to like our high school and like surprising us. And no one knew that he was coming. And like no one had talked to him in like a year. And I woke up and I called my, my other really good friend and I was like, this was the craziest dream. And then when we got to, it was for our friend's graduation, we all went back. And it like played out, not exactly like in my dream, but it was like the weirdest thing because I was like, I dreamed about this like three months ago. <laughs> and like he's standing here and no one knew that he was going to be there. Like we kind of assumed he was going to be there, but like. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it was me, it was crazy. Me and Martha were kind of on sync this week because I had a naked dream this week too. Oh my. Except mine was, is that I was my grandpa's caretaker. And for some reason, he's running around the house naked and I could not get him to put clothes on. So I kept chasing him through the house, which wasn't my house and wasn't his house. So I'm not sure what house we were in. You were in Martha's house. So it was just this 80-year-old, 83-year-old man running around naked and me walking after him. Grandpa, you've got to put clothes on. Grandpa, you have to put something on. You have to put clothes on. And he just like, uh, and just kept wandering around, <laughs> never even answered He me. was like, I'm 83, I can do what I want. <laughs> There's nothing grosser than old man butt. <laughs> well, maybe old man wiener. <laughs> well, luckily my dreams weren't vivid enough that anything wasn't in focus. Oh, good. It Your was dreams kind of were like, censored. Yeah, it was blurred out like TV. <laughs> So, all I really saw was, you know, old man belly and blurred out butt. I don't know why my dream was censored. That's really weird. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're not dreaming about your grandpa's junk because that's just right. disgusting. No, I don't want to. Uh, that's, that's even more disturbing than your dream, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. The mullets were bad enough, though. Oh. And mullets are pretty bad. Mullets are the worst. I mean, mullets and 80-year-old and, and, men junk. And old lady perms everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's the... that definitely sounds like my world when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. It sounds like 
Sounds like, you know, my high school days. <laughs> Most of an old lady perm. <laughs> Must have wandered into a restaurant in Grable, Wyoming. In the 80s. <laughs> Did you watch exactly. Stranger Things this weekend? Is that what happened? No. 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 But I've had dreams that were so vivid, like, especially like about work or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I go in the next day and I start working and I can't remember what I had done in my dream and what I had actually done the day before yeah. at work. and. I would start talking to somebody about something and they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'd be like, oh, that must happen in my dream. Okay, never mind. (laughs) I do hate when dreams feel so real. You wake up like almost disoriented because you're like, yeah, wait, this was so vivid. Yeah, and and that's how I felt when I woke up and I was so pissed off at Vani. And then I'm in my bed and I'm looking around going, what? Yeah, (laughs) I've totally done that. I've had dreams before where I've actually woke up. And gotten out of bed and started to get dressed because I needed to be somewhere because it was in my dream. Yeah. I was going somewhere and I'm like, oh, I, I got to go now. And I would actually get my clothes on and go in to go to the bathroom and stuff and be like, wait a minute. No, it's that was three a, o'clock in the morning. That was a dream. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going back to bed. <laughs> or have you ever had a dream vivid enough that you could smell it? Oh, yes. Because uh, I have totally had dreams like that. I Probably, smell my yeah. dreams on a regular basis. I, I'm a very vivid dreamer. I am too. Very vivid. I have a friend that can actually like manipulate her dreams. Like she's can like if she tries to describe it and I'm like, what? But like she is living in her dream and like can change her dream. Like if she's like, uh, I don't want to be in this place anymore. And like she can like change and like she remembers changing her dream. Yeah. I've woken up before and liked my dream so much that I'm like, no, I got to go back to sleep and go back to sleep. And you dream of the same dream. But it's like it's almost like what was that um, movie that came out a while back that Leonardo DiCaprio was in? Oh, Inception. Inception, That was a cool movie. When you fall back asleep, it's like like the next day in your dream or something. And really, you were only awake for like 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And that's totally happened. Well, usually the reason that I want to go back to sleep is the sexy dream. Well, sometimes that. You're like right in the middle of something really wonderful and you wake up and you're like, fuck. Like, Damn it. I need my big O. I'm going leave back to sleep. I'm almost there. Leave me alone. You're Stop like, it. You're like, no alarm clock. I don't need to go to work yet. Leave me alone, Ron. I'm in the middle of something right here. I'm busy. <laughs> I don't know. When I'm sick, nothing satisfies me. I mean, like, I don't want to watch TV. I look at Netflix and I'm like, everything looks like shit. I go to Amazon. Nothing looks good on there. I go to HBO. Everything looks like shit. Then then I'm like, okay, I'm going to read a book. Nope. Nothing good. Nothing. I'm totally dissatisfied with life. What's your body's way of telling you to rest? And, well, and then she yeah. rests and has dreams where she wakes up pissed off at me. I don't know if I like this. I'm going to get like SOS signals. Like, come get me, Martha's mad. I don't know why. You know, I just wish that there was a way to give yourself, like, like you could order a self-induced coma while you get better, mm-hmm. you know, and you just be passed out for a week. And then when you wake up, you feel rejuvenated. And actually, there was a book that I read a while back called My Year of Rest and a year of rest and rejuvenation or recuperation. I don't remember which one. But I, it was, I didn't really like the book because she was so... The, the, the main character kept drugging herself. She planned ahead 
hmm. to sleep for an entire year. Hmm. Interesting. So she she set it up so that she could do that. I don't think I'd want to sleep for an entire year. Well, I didn't like the book. At the time, I kept thinking, man, all she's doing is just being a druggie for a year because she right. kept having to, you know, drug herself to go mm-hmm. to sleep. And then she would wake up and have having, you know, like basically slept, sleepwalked through her day and done stuff she didn't remember because she was so drugged out. Mm-hmm. No, that does not sound like a fun book. And I think it was supposed to be kind of a comedy, but I wasn't Im- I wasn't amused. But it sort of made me think about that because I feel so bad that it's like uh, I just want to. I mean, I've been completely. I just want a drug, coma just for a while. Just like two days. Just, High just put me under and don't wake <clears throat> me up until I'm better. Yeah. Yeah. I've totally been in a high in high stress situations where it felt like I was sleepwalking through my day. Of course, not drugged, but. Where all I wanted to do is just go back from as like from work and just go back to sleep because, you know, when you're, you're sleeping, so stressed out. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to deal with it when you're sleeping. Like some people turn to drugs and alcohol. No, just I want to sleep. No, I feel that on a deep level. I'm that person. I'm like, can I yeah. just go to bed? Can I just, I just crawl back into my bed? Gonna go back to bed and just wake me up when things are better. I agree with that. Well, I could so totally do with a self-induced coma right now. Because I just feel like complete shit. Ron's like, well, if you feel so shitty, what are you going to go podcast for? I said, how are they going to know I feel shitty if I don't go talk about it? I got to go tell people I how go crappy tell I am. I have to tell them how miserable I am. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go tell people how Vonnie pissed me off again. <laughs> but only in my dream this time. <laughs> Although I am I am flattered that I am the woman of your dreams. You no. are. <laughs> like on Valentine's Day, too. Right around Valentine's Day. You were dreaming about me pissing you off. I'm dressing. I'm dreaming about my grandpa running around naked. It was a great Valentine. <laughs> it was all naked all the time. <laughs> I watched Up and Vanished in Murder Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're all disturbing. In different and after last aspects. week, after you compared me to your mother, <laughs> I'm still smarting over that. I'm just. Well, can't believe you. I'm still in <laughs> shock. Just, don't be so close minded when it comes to different foods. You never know until you try. There might be deliciousness that you are missing because you haven't tried it. You should go hang out with that dude who goes to strange countries and eats bugs and shit. What's that guy's name? I don't know. It's not Anthony Bourdain. I was like, you can't hang no. out with Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> no, it's the other guy, yeah. the bald, the bald yeah. go- dude. Who, why can't I? Answer? He's on. He kind of because he's re- dead. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anthony Bourdain died like. Two I was years like, ago. what? I'm not cool enough to hang out with him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I know who you're talking about though. Yeah. But I just can't think of his name because all I'm coming up with is Anthony Bourdain. I want to say Zimmer. Oh, that's not. Ooh, maybe Anthony Zimmer. No, no, no. I don't think his name is Anthony. No, I don't think it is either. I'd have to Google. The only problem with that guy is that he eats stuff that still looks like the things that he's eating. Like if it's a cricket, and the intestines still, don't. I mean, it just looks like a sausage, which is another reason why I don't eat sausage. Well, I eat sausage. I don't think when I'm eating a freaking piece of sausage, it's like mmm, intestines, <laughs> yummy. Like if you pick up a cricket mm. that looks like a cricket, you know it's a cricket. You know it's a cricket. Kind of like eating frog legs. You're like, mm, I know this is a frog leg. 
It looks like a frog Although leg. Those taste like chicken. Well, so. what's the difference between that and a chicken drumstick? It doesn't have feathers it on it. It doesn't have feet. <laughs> it just is and, like... Yeah. I don't know. When I studied abroad, we had Thanksgiving in Ireland, and we got a fresh turkey from the butcher. Mm-hmm. And he was he asked us, he's like, do you want the head and everything? And we're like, no! Like, what mm-hmm. is... Absolutely not! What the fuck do you want the head for? Well, I think you can use it in, like, stews and stuff. Yeah. Make, yeah. make turkey bone broth, maybe? Yeah. But I mean, you do that fit, with fish heads. It wouldn't have fit in our oven anyway, because we had one fish of those little heads, fish ovens. heads. But yeah, <laughs> it was, we all were like, you know, we just want the normal part of the turkey that Americans eat for Thanksgiving. Like, Thanks. you know, bottom of the neck down, please. Thanks. Yeah. We got daily updates on our turkey for like a week leading up to Thanksgiving. He's like, having his last meal today. And we're like, can you just not tell us what's happening with our turkey? (laughs) Could you send me a picture of him? I bet that's the last time you bought a live turkey. I want to get emotionally attached to my dinner. It was the best turkey I've ever had because it was so fresh. It was like truly like free range, like on the farm turkey. And it was like the best turkey I've had. You are a true carnivore. (laughs) Yeah, he was alive yesterday, but boy, was he delicious. Oh, he was, though. It was fun. It, it was I think cute. I could probably do that, too. Was- yeah, I probably could. I grew up on a farm. My mother used to, you know, lop the heads off the chickens. I could yep. eat Wilbur. And- I could do it. You could eat Wilbur. <laughs> Slap that bacon on the freaking frying pan. Bacon. And be like, <laughs> yum. Thanks again, Wilbur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At Christmas time, I made five pounds of sausage balls to take to my house. This is not the sausage balls that I brought to your house. These were different sausage balls. These were regular Bisquick made sausage balls. You need to post this recipe on on the website. You talk about it so damn much. It's so easy. There was none left. My relatives took every single... No, and what they didn't eat, they took home. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And fill your pockets with sausage balls, folks. Mm. There were there were some Ziploc baggies worth or full of balls leaving that house. Yummy, 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 on yummy. Christmas. Yeah. So thanks, Megan, for like filling in at the last possible second today. You are welcome. Happy to be back. Yeah, we had a um it's been one of those weeks where it has been you one know, Liz is not available. Vivian was gonna fill in and then she got sick. It's like cripes. Well, you know, last week I was gone one day in the office from work, and apparently the day that I was gone, which was already pre-scheduled, two other people came down with the flu and had to leave. So out of our office of six people, (laughs) three people were gone. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like half the office was Uh out. So, and um, the people that had the flu were actually gone for two more days because obviously they had the flu. Yep. So hey, at wow. least they didn't come to work and pass it around. Yeah. See, I work down at OU Medical Center, so I get so I, people are sick there all the all time. All the time. Yeah. And I hand sanitize nine hundred times a day, so mm-hmm. I have to remember to sanitize my pens because I'm really bad about like putting like you know you got to hold your pen yeah. in your mouth. Oh yeah. So I'll be or like you walking touch up. your pen and then touch your face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll like douse my my pen and sanitizer too because I'm like. Ugh. Yeah, I did that Tuesday when I got back. I was like sanitized my pen and yeah all right kids let's transition we need to talk about books i guess we can although i have no freaking idea what i'm gonna talk about because oh wait am i shocked by this is this this something new and different i'm just sitting here like i I have not liked anything that i have read in the last two weeks i did topeka school last week right yeah Mm -hmm. okay 
Gotcha. Well, to go back to Ireland, like what you were talking to, that's where my book took took place at. <gasps> oh, is Ireland? Love to listen to a book with a accent. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's called Normal People by Sally Rooney. And this was one of those books where I wasn't quite sure if I liked it. <coughs> I liked parts of it and then other parts I really did not. Um, this is about uh, two friends, uh, Marianne and Connell, who grew up in a small town. Um, Marianne was very... Um, much a loner and very different from everybody else in high school where Connell was like, you know, played sports and he was really popular and everything. And Marianne and Connell kind of had this attraction to each other, but Connell was afraid that Marianne would get made fun of if they like had a relationship. So basically they had a secret relationship in high school. So, you know, they met up and they talked and, you know, had sex and everything, but they didn't tell their friends about it. Well, after he, like, breaks it off with Marianne because he's afraid of hurting her, he finds out that his friends knew about it the whole time. So there was really no reason to even keep it secret. But they don't get to get back together while they're in high school, but then they both go off to Dublin to college and they find each other again and it's kind of like they've switched roles. Like Connell's having a hard time fitting into college and he, he hasn't found like his group of friends or anything yet. But Marianne, all of her weirdness she had in high school, like makes her popular in college. So, and they kind of, they have this on again, off again relationship all through the book. But they're both pretty damaged people with like very low self-esteem. It seems like even though Connell was popular in high school, he doesn't think very much of himself. And Marianne is the same way because of, you know, circumstances that, you know, you can find out if you read the book. And, um, so they have almost this dysfunctional relationship with each other and they end up breaking up again you know, and go in their separate ways. And Marianne kind of gets into some different relationships that are even more unhealthy. It's like she doesn't really like the relationships the way they are, but she doesn't want to change the relationships. It's like she, she's almost like happy enough. And then Connell and Marianne. So kinda, she's settled. Basically. Yeah. Settled. And it's like she's not, you know... Settling for what she has instead of going for what she wants. You know, settle for the demons that you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And her and Connell, you know, kind of start talking again. And, I mean, they're not in a relationship or anything. But, you know, he's concerned. And he, you can tell that, you know, he really cares for her. And he wants her not to be in this situation that she's in. And... Anyways, that's basically the plot of the book. It kind of reminded me a little of like when Harry met Sally because they kind of are friends and then they kind of go off and do their own thing and then they kind of come back together, kind of like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey because Marianne is so in these very bad relationships. They're not really abusive because... Because she's into it? Be- <laughs> kind of. Because, well, because she doesn't, 
she says that she wants it, but it's not really what she wants. Hmm. It's she's kind of telling herself it's what she wants, but like deep down, it's not what right, she wants. exactly, kind of like that. So that's why it's kind of like when Harry met Sally meets Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay. Well, now everyone will want to read it just to compare it. I mean, it, actually, this was on one of the lists. It was on it? one yep. of the lists. Yep. Yeah, that's why I read it, and. I mean, it was, I liked the book, except I hated the ending. Oh, I hate when that happens. Hated. It's one of those endings that it drops with no kind of closure whatsoever. And I was like, what? I I mean, maybe they made it open for like a second book. And I'm like, "I, I don't understand what happened right now. Why did I not download the whole book? But, yeah, it just kind of drops right in the middle of the story. Nothing settled. You don't know what happened. You don't know. You don't know anything. And that was frustrating. And that's the only reason that it brought it down a little bit. Like before that, I I probably would have given it like a four and a half because it wasn't my favorite read in the world. But it was decent Mm -hmm. and it was well written. And, I mean, it was an intriguing story because I wanted to find out what happened to these people, even though they were so damaged individually. But then when it dropped off to nothing, I had to drop it half a point. So I would only give this a four. But, I mean, it was it was pretty good. I can understand why a lot of people like this book. And that was Normal People by Sally Rooney. I think I have seen that book. Yeah, I liked places. the cover, actually, the cover was pretty <laughs> oh i do kind of like that because it's like green and purple yeah i've i've actually had that on my list of things to read but sent it back because everything else looked better hmm. i feel like the things that have been on the list we haven't been super fans of yeah but that's usually the case though yeah i mean There's we sometimes... usually don't our personal tastes usually don't align with what's popular there's sometimes yeah. that there's a popular book that I just, it's like I have no in between. It's either I really, really love them or, well, I say that this was on a list and I'm in between on this. Or it's like, I don't understand why people like this book. Yeah. It's not even like, you know, Nickelback Boy or the Nickel Boys that I talked about a couple of weeks ago. Such a good book. Hmm. I mean, that I, I, I would that actually read again. That was the one about the reform school? Yes. 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 I did write that on somewhere on my, it's on one of these lists. And I'm like, sorry. I know Alyssa didn't like it, but I liked Where the Crawdads Sing. I liked that book. I haven't gotten I liked one. it as much as I did Frog Music. And you know I loved that book by Emma Donahue, right? Yes. yes. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved the Emma Donahue book, not Where the Crawdads Sing. I'm not going to read that. It just does not sound like. Something I would I enjoy. I think you would like it. I'm not going to read it. Why? Because I don't like depressing books. It's not really that depressing, though. Ugh. The cover of it's really pretty, though. Yeah. Plus, it's overhyped. Everybody's read it. Why should you I read, read it? You read The Goldfinch, and that was overhyped, and you loved it. It was not overhyped when I read it. I'm just saying. You read that book, and it was overhyped. Yeah, 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 yeah. My cousin's the same way. Like, she won't read books that once they get huge. Like, I feel like for years she refused to read Harry Potter just in protest. Yeah. Usually I do. I I am like that. 
If everybody likes it, I figure, eh. Well, I read Twilight before it was a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I was way before any of the movies came out. You I were on I, the early band. Yeah, I think I was on my third read of the books by the time the movie came out. Oh, wow. That's impressive. Mm. I'm going to need her to finish Midnight Sun. That's my life goal. I know. I love that. God, it was so good. Your life goal is for her to do something that's <laughs> yep. pretty bad, Megan. <laughs> I just, it was so good. I was so mad that she won't finish it because it got leaked. It was because it was such it was such a darker view. Yeah. Because it ends we talk in like about the Twilight scene. a lot when we you're do here. When we get together. Because <laughs> it just stopped right in the middle of the meadow scene. So no, I'm like, what? They didn't even kiss yet. I know. <sighs> I would read Midnight that, those first four chapters of Midnight Sun over and over and over again. I've read it like three times. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> come on, Stephanie Meyer, make her make our dreams come true. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. I don't feel good. Leave me alone. Aww. You don't have to listen. You're overreacting. Damn. <laughs> Fuck you. I feel like Martha needs a big like Dream weighted about blanket that. to like curl up. I know in she and... does, especially when I'm around. I'll just hug my blanket. Leave me alone. <laughs> now you look like my dog. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a? Is that a? I, I feel like that's sort of a compliment, right? Because no. <laughs> no, I love my dog. What like, are you talking about? I know I'm pale, but please, come on, not that pale. <laughs> well, you're definitely not deaf, so I think you're good. <laughs> All right, Megan. So Megan, yes. get us out of this hole that I'm, I'm digging get, myself I'm gonna, into. I'm going to help you dig out of this hole. <laughs> Throw me a ladder. First, first, I'm like her mom, and now I look like her dog. <laughs> this is not going well. At least I compare you to people I love. That's true. It's I've heard true. stuff you say about your mom. <laughs> but it doesn't mean I don't love her. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I read The Book Jumper by Mechit Glazier. And this book was originally written in German, so it is translated. And I'm one of those people that 100% judges a book by its cover. Which is why I get mad in bookstores when all the spines are out because I can't see the pretty covers. <laughs> or boring covers, I guess, depending on if it draws my eye or not. Uh, but this one was one of those covers when I was walking through the bookstore that just jumped out at me. And I was like, what is this book? And it's just really pretty, like, blue. And it's a book is open. And the, the images on the front are characters made out of book pages. Oh, cool. And it looked so good. And I kind of picked it up. And I was trying to be good and not spend $100 in the bookstore. So I was like, okay, I'll put it on my TBR. So then I started uh, dabbling in audiobooks. And I was like, you know what? I'll do Book Jumper in audiobook and give it a whirl. And it is so good. And so it was originally written in German, translated into English, but it takes place in Scotland. Awesome. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> very international. It is a very international <laughs> book. So our main character and her mother are living in Germany. Her mother is Scottish. Uh, we don't know who her dad is. He's not around. He's not in the picture. And they, the mom breaks up with the new boyfriend. There's some drama at the school. And so mom decides, hey, you know what? We should go back to Scotland and go see our, my family that you've never met because we've never gone back. And just kind of run away to this island in Scotland. And, and her daughter's like, sounds like a plan. So they head off to Scotland. And when they get there, we discover that their clan 
and one other clan on this island have a special power, I guess. It's not like a... It kind of is a superpower, I guess. That they can actually jump into books. Cool. That would be cool. Right? I've always wanted to do that. Yeah. So there's only the two clans in all of Scotland. Their bloodline can jump into books. And it's kind of at like a Stonehenge type place. There's up on this ledge and there's rocks and you go and set the book down and you can jump into the book. Um, so not only do they have the power to jump into books, their job is also to make sure that the books don't go off the rails, that the characters don't change the books. Because if the characters in the books decide, like, I don't want to be one of the seven dwarfs, I want to go run a bakery, then... I want to be a Keebler elf. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I'm going to be a Keebler elf instead. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe there were eight. <laughs> <laughs> one it's went possible. rogue. One went rogue. And so their job is to keep the book characters on track and in the books and protect the integrity of the books. Because whatever happens in the book world changes the story in the books that have already been published. So, like, you could be reading a book, and if, like, the eighth dwarf that maybe, or eighth, yeah, some eighth Snow dwarf. White and the Seven Dwarf, <laughs> um, the eighth dwarf decided he was going to go up at a bakery. Now, every book ever made of Snow White, the eighth dwarf is gone. Uh-huh. So, they kind of are in charge of keeping the stories on track, and they can go into the margins, and the characters, when it's not their scene, are, like, hanging out in margins. Hmm. So, like, you can go to, like, the tavern and have, like, somebody from the Jungle Book or somebody from Cinderella, and they're just kind of hanging out at the pub. They're hanging out at the pub going, yeah, yeah, my next scene isn't for another 45 minutes. Yeah. I got time for this beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like this, like, backstage pub situation you in the margins. Go hang out with Sneezy. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go hang out with other book characters. And so it starts off, you're like, cool, this is awesome. And then come to find out that there's trouble in the book world. Uh oh. Yes. Dum dum dum. Dum dum dum. <laughs> so there are key parts of books going missing. Uh oh. And no one wants to believe her because they're like, You're new to book jumping. You don't know shit. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, No, like, this is happening. And no one wants to believe her. And finally, they can't not believe her mm-hmm. because huge chunks of books are going missing. And when she goes into town with her mom and mom's old fling from back in the day, they're part of um, an old book that we all know and love. Um, Pride and Prejudice has changed. Like, oh, and the woman reading the book in the bookstore is like, "This book isn't right. It's been changed. This never happened." Mm. And she's like. Rutro, like we really do have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> like Rutro, Raggy, Rutro. Um, things are actually changing in the book world, and so then it becomes like kind of her personal quest to figure out what pieces and what books are missing, who's stealing them, why, and I can't really say a whole lot more because it'll give away too much. But it is, I really enjoyed it. It is read in a scum. I think it's a Scottish accent. So there are times where I was like, had to pause and rewind because I was like, I missed what she just said. Um, Amateur. I know. I had to slow. I was trying to listen to it on like one and a quarter speed. And I was like, I got to slow this back down yeah. to There's one. There's sometimes I have to slow it down, especially when they have a really heavy like English accent yes. or something. Like, all right, 150 is 1.5 isn't going to work. I yeah. Slow this back down I to 1.25. I have to slow back down to one because uh-huh. I was like, what did she just say? But it was really fun. And I, 
kind of has that little bit of that Outlander vibe as you listen to it, just because it's like the accents and the words, like they have the Laird and mm-hmm. like they've got these really great Scottish accents. Um, but it was so fun. There is a second book by the same author that it's not connected. But I thought they were for a minute because the covers are very similar. It's like that same motif. And I wanted to make sure if there was an order that I read them in the right order. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, So he has a, I think it was called The Forgotten Book, I think. Uh, but Book Jumper was really fun and really good. Was and, it YA? I, yeah, I would call it YA. There's a little bit of a love story, of course. Cause it sounds like a fun book. It was so fun. like, And you can really just kind of, if you been to Scotland or have like done a lot of research in Scot on Scotland or the area, you can kind of see like the cliff that she's talking about where there's, you know, the stones and it sounds like it'd be a good cleanser to put in between intense books. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, it's a good palate cleanser book. Mm-hmm. But it was really fun. <laughs> I gave it um I only gave it four out of five and I don't know why I wrote down four out of five. I would I would up my, my rating. I'd give it a five out of five. Awesome. Sounds good. Some of your favorite book characters appear. Sherlock Holmes appears. I mean, that makes it even more fun. Yeah. Just that aspect of it. Because, you know, I'm not much about magical books. Usually I'm like, ugh. Actually, I was sitting here thinking, I'm like, ooh, Book Jumper, that sounds kind of interesting. And then you're like, ooh, Scotland. And then you're like, and then they have this superpower. I'm like, damn it. But it's like, but it doesn't feel like a magic book. Like it doesn't. It feels like very normal. They like that would just be their clan. And well, that's jumping just... into books sounds. Wasn't there? Was it like Alice in Wonderland or what? Or maybe it's like Mary Poppins or something that they like jump. They jump into the painting in Mary, Mary Poppins. Poppins. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, ever since I saw that movie, I'm like, it kind of reminds me a little so bit fun. of Cornelia Funka. Uh, what the hell's the name of that? Um. Where they read, read out loud, and the characters come out of the book. Ooh, I don't. Or know, like never-ending story, where like the boy reading the book like ha- plays a part. Yeah, that is like one of my favorite movies. My mom still talks about how much I used to watch that movie. That and Labyrinth, I, loved Labyrinth. I definitely watched Never Ending Story, but I don't remember it being like one of my favorites. Ink like, Heart. Ink Heart is the book I'm thinking of. Mm. Oh, which was freaking awesome! That whole series was so so good. Ooh, never ending story. Is it um, ink, ink heart? Ink heart. Okay. Sebastian saved um, the imaginary world when he named the princess who was sick. Remember? Yes. So that's how he saved the world. And every time he like had an imagination about the world like it would grow. Like the yeah. nothingness was the the loss of imagination in children. Right. Because no no children read anymore. That was the nothingness that was destroying uh. Fantasia. And to save Fantasia, Sebastian had to name the princess. The princess. I haven't watched it in so long because it makes me sad since Jonathan Brandis is no longer it's been a really long time and it's really sad that I can still remember. I know I watched it, but I definitely watched Willy Wonka way more than I watched Never Ending Story. Mm-hmm. Willy Wizard Wonka was. kind of freaked me out a little bit because this was this old man in a candy factory with a bunch of little kids. And what's yeah, the we first were always thing... told not to take candy from strangers. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Like taking candy from Hershey. Stranger Who danger. is a stranger? But... You don't take if you str- let candy me from the, strangers. If you told me I could win the Hershey factory, I would eat whatever you put in front of me. <laughs> but I don't think they told them that until the end. They didn't know what their prize was going to be. Come with me and you'll see. 
world Okay, so now it's a stranger now singing to me and offering me candy and wants me to get in his balloon. <laughs> hey, baby. I'm going to get I my balloon. Hey, honey. Come there over was... here in this balloon with me and have some candy. Yeah. There was like, not totally off topic as usual. There was like a super great story after Gene Wilder passed away that his, like, because no one knew he was ill. And his daughter in her statement said that his favorite thing in life was when little kids would run up to him and be like, it's Willy Wonka. Aw, that's so sweet. And he didn't want anybody to know he was sick because he was afraid that they would keep their children from running up to him because they didn't want to, like, disturb him. And that was, like, his one, like, his greatest joy was when kids would, like, recognize him. And that's why they kept his illness a secret. Now that makes me sad that I thought that that was kind of a pervy movie. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought I'd rain on your parade a little bit. Thanks. You're welcome. Now I feel like a terrible person. But I thought it was just so. I just thought it was so cute. Told me to stop overreacting. (laughs) It was a dream, Martha. It was a dream. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So that was The Book Jumper by Metchid Glazier. 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 Well, I have no choice this week but to review something I did not like. Uh oh. I just. Everything I've read for the last two weeks is just. I just don't like anything. Okay, so I should have known that this book was going to be mostly about relationships when I started reading it. Did it have a guy with his nipple showing on the cover? No, it did not. <laughs> it was supposed to be a dystopian novel. Supposed called, to be? Well, it was. Okay. A beginning at the end. Doesn't that kind of sound like a fucking romance? Mm-hmm. By Mike Chen. Now, to start. Oh, wait, this is the same guy that did here and now and then. Let me look. Yes, because I just read that. I didn't review it. Or, no, I did. I yep. Know. Yeah. Here and now and then. Yep. yep. I think I think I read that too. And yeah, I also I did not like you that. You said you didn't like that one. The very beginning part of it, I almost stopped reading it because it was very stilted. The language was very, it was almost like. Like sometimes like books in translation are where it didn't feel like a native speaker. Mm, Um, And the other thing that I noticed was that the description of some of the characters. It's almost like he changed the color of her hair at one point. Of the daughter. Because he'd be describing her and she had. Um, blonde hair throughout this whole story and then all of a sudden in this one section he's talking about her hair and it's black an editor didn't catch that no they did not maybe she dyed it no it's a little kid little kids can dye their hair no it it just messed up i think it was a it was a mistake you know i don't like inconsistencies yeah i I just wasn't you know what i really just wasn't liking it for some reason um it's supposed to be about Six years after a global pandemic, basically uh, the flu type Mm -hmm. disease, you know, basically wipes out a huge portion of the population. And they're in San Francisco is where this takes place. And it, it follows several different characters throughout. But you get the impression that most of these characters have kind of let go of their previous lives. 
And there's one character who specifically left her previous life because she was a pop star, basically being controlled by her father. She's Britney Spears. Except for her name, I think she called herself Mojo. But her and her father, I think during her concert, her, yeah, there was, they were at her concert when the news broke about the pandemic. And it was almost like it felt really super unbelievable to me because if you're in a situation like that, it's not like everybody would scatter. You know, it, it was more like an event happened. Like there was a bomb that blew up or something mm-hmm. like that, which would cause everyone to literally leave in the middle of a concert. It didn't feel like something that would happen. No, it'd be like someone being like, there's coronavirus and everyone running. Like it mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It okay. just did not ring true to me. So that portion of it also, you know, supposedly happened right in the middle of her concert. And then she was able to slip away and disappear. And because of the breakdown of communication and all of these other things that happened, she was able to fly under the radar and become someone new. Well, supposedly she's a grown woman, okay? And she's still afraid of her father finding her. I mean, I'll buy that for the moment. I think if Britney Spears escaped from her father, he'd be, she'd be pretty scared of him at this point. I don't know. I, I just, I didn't buy any of it. Okay. I didn't buy any of it. I it didn't, just wasn't believable. I don't, I don't no, like it when stories are no, believable. No, I, I felt like, and I kept reading because I like dystopian novels. And I kept thinking, okay, all right, I'm just going to suspend my disbelief a little more and a little more and a little more. And I, I, I don't know what the hell I was hoping for, but honestly, it was all about the fucking relationships. There was nothing See, this good about so this good book at all to me. I did not like it. I kept thinking there was going to be some kind of, I don't know. If you like relationships, you want to find a happy ending at the end of the world, then go right for this book. But it was not for me. I did not like it. And I'm crotchety because I don't feel good. So put that on top of it. Put a fucking cherry on it. See, and I think this book sounds awesome. <laughs> But I also liked here and now and then, and you did not. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I I should have recognized the author, and I did not. I just sort of signed on for it because it, it was talking about a post, post-apocalyptic. Because I do like finding redemption at the end of the world and, you know, the whole idea of finding a new way around things and the problem solving that goes with these types of novels i really enjoy them but there was there were too many inconsistencies in the way that this book was written and the descriptions of it did not ring true to me that's fair hmm. so it was almost like oh just ignore everything it doesn't fit together and let's go on no too much suspension of disbelief yeah this one just does no it just wasn't doing it for you no. Was it blowing your skirt up? My skirt was completely in place. The whole time. The whole time. I'm sorry. See, I'm just picturing like Britney Spears in the middle of like The Walking Dead. <laughs> she was kind of the main character for this, but um, but not. There were other okay. characters as well. 
And they're all brought together at the end of it, you know, by circumstances. So there's a single father and his daughter. It really is The Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of, except for not good. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I feel like he does that a lot. Like he pulls from other like things that you reference because in like here then and now he makes so much talk about Doctor Who because that whole book's about time travel. Oh wow. And so like I think that yeah. he does it like kind of intentionally to connect you to something else you already know kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah, which they is give you, sort of yeah. cheating. Yeah. But yeah. Personally. I'll, I'll audiobook it. You go right for it. And you and you know what? He, that's the thing about doing a book review of any kind sort of falls into what you're into at that moment Mm -hmm. or what you've read in the past or you know what your attitudes are my attitudes were really shitty when i read this book so you know sometimes it's just what happens i mean sometimes you're just not in the mood for i was not in the mood for this book i was not but really the inconsistencies in the description is what put me off to begin with yeah and the very stilted nature of the writing it just didn't feel authentic. None of it did. I mean, you really were channeling me with the inconsistencies. Well, you you spend all the time fucking describing your daughter as blonde haired and blue eyed, and then all and of a sudden she's got black hair. She's asleep. <laughs> she's asleep, and he's brushing her black hair back from her face. You're like, come on. Yeah, that's a that's a bad. That's edit. a big. Yeah, that's a yeah. big thing. Yeah, no, 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 no. Sounds like somebody didn't have their spell check on, and it changed blonde to black. Right. I don't know. I kind of got the impression that it was. Did it feel like he like it was rushed because like the first her name, the daughter's name was Sunny. So blonde, sunny, sunshine. So I think that he is too on point. Uh uh, The the daughter was originally a black haired girl and that when he chose her name, he changed changed her appearance. That just my opinion. It could very well have been what happened. Because it didn't feel like when he was describing her, it almost felt wrong. It felt inauthentic. The whole thing did. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe he was like using his own daughter as like, I don't know if he has kids. I'm assuming he might not. You know, like someone he knew. And then when he, like you said, when he picked the name, he was like, oh, that doesn't work with that like image in my head. So he changed it. And could didn't be. like I'd agree that could ha- that very well could have happened. Well, there's been some books too that I've read. Like okay, I don't know if anybody played make believe as a child, but we did a lot because you know I I grew up in a world before internet and stuff. Heck yeah! And you know there was three channels that the president was on. You were screwed basically. <laughs> so we would and like when you were playing with your friends or your sisters or whatever, you'd be like, okay, so let's pretend that we are business people and that we have this and this and everything in your little play world was like perfect yeah because you know why wouldn't be before you're in the real world and find out that you know the world is shit (laughs) so so i've read books that they're written like that they're written like a little kid's play world where Mm. you know and i have this perfect job and i wear pencil skirts every day and i'm skinny and yada yada and that's valid Mm. That's very true. And so, and I've read books that well, it's just, I just too perfect. I it's just so, looked up think, a picture of this guy, okay? And and I, he is, uh, he looks Asian. Yes, he. I think he is, if I remember correctly, from like of. Um, so I'm sure that he was like channeling his daughter. I don't understand why he didn't just make her. Well, her. It also could be because. 
um, don't, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, sometimes editors are like, you know, that's not going to sell. You need to Could change be. it mm-hmm. Could to be. blonde hair, blue eyed, because... I really don't know what the deal was. All I know is It has to be more likable. It, it felt inauthentic in his description, and the language was very stilted to me. Hmm. Not that people It'd be interesting to hear what somebody hair, else thinks about it. Maybe I was just, I don't know what the hell... I feel like maybe you just don't like his writing style. That could very well be. That could you, be. Like I said before, you, you didn't like the other one either. No, I did not. And I was all here for it. I was like, Doctor Who references and time travel. Let's go. <laughs> well, you know I love Doctor Who. I know. And you did not like <laughs> nope, that book. I did we not. talked about it that day. Nope. So anyway, there you go. That's called The uh, Beginning at the End by Mike Chen. And I did listen to the audio. Maybe it had been different if I would have read it. I don't know. If you can't immerse yourself in a story, especially when you're sick and not in a great mood and in pain, you can't completely submerge yourself in a story. I don't think that you're going to like anything. Because mm. too much of your own yep. negativity because you're sick is going to come through. Well, I've been sick for a couple of weeks, so pretty much... Uh... Eight books that I've read recently. You're just like, I don't like anything. It. I don't like any of this. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's awful, too, when you like are trying to read and you want to read and you're just like, Bleh. And you can't write, find anything that's good. Yeah. And I totally can't find any TV I want to watch. I'm just being a total bitch in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm right we- in the middle of watching Grey's Anatomy and Kyle, Kyle Chandler is about to disassemble a bomb in the OR and... <laughs> not a not fan. Paul Rudd pretty but what you don't like him he's like pretty I, I don't have only watch watched like medical shows five episodes of Grey's Anatomy in my life I can't do well, it well Kyle Chanley is just on it because he's bomb squad oh okay in this he's he doesn't have a part in the gotcha he he played on Friday Night Lights that was a series that was on mm-hmm. TV yeah do you remember uh, I did not watch it my best friend did but I did not but you know who Kyle, Kyle Chandling is. Chandler. Kyle Chandler. Sure. <laughs> She's like, uh. I'm pulling him up. Because listen, you have to think that he's hot because I think he's hot. We do tend to what agree. What is this fucking junior high over here? Yes. We have to agree. <laughs> oh, wait, though. Were, cause you, were you team Jacob, though? Did we? Well, it's kind of like I was king. I was I was team King King Jacob okay. <laughs> team Jacob for the movies, but I was more team Edward for the okay, books. Okay, we might agree on the level of hotness of this person. Let's because see. I mean, and Jacob, <laughs> Martha's and, rolling her which eyes. is like what Taylor Taylor Lautner Lautner mm-hmm. is totally young enough to be my child. So it's completely cougarish of me to say so. <laughs> but he but is ripped. man, that ugh! The first time he took his shirt off, I was like, uh huh. Now, if you're talking about The Witcher, I'm here for it. I, I finished. I finished. I finished watching The Witcher, and he looks like a man to me. He doesn't look like a boy. Well, he, I'm, I'm not yeah. usually here for a hairy chest, but man, I think I like him better I'm with his natural hair. Well, I I normally would be. That's I The Witcher is completely incongruous in my taste in men. Because I because he's like, got a hairy chest and long hair. I like the long hair, but I feel like I'm so used to him being like Superman and that dark hair that I just, I look oh, at him as the Witcher and I'm like, I don't man, know. I need to watch it still. He's just beautiful. I still need <sighs> to watch it, but. 
T.S. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Chandler. Okay, I'll give you that one. Yeah, okay. And you can't see it, but he has amazing blue eyes. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm immersed in Kyle Chandler right now. <laughs> I want to smell him good? in my dream. <laughs> Do you dream about Scottish men? Do they talk to you in your dream? Um, you know, I don't, I have, I feel like I have had a Jamie Frazier dream, <laughs> but I do. My internal voice is Scottish when I watch too much Scottish television. Like when I hear, like when I'm having conversations in my head, mm. I will hear things in like whichever accent of show I've been watching, whether it's English, whether it's Talk Irish. dirty to me, baby. <laughs> now, see, that's one thing I don't have. They don't, I've never dreamt of somebody with an accent. Um, is what? that weird? Yes. Yeah. It's vivid is and weird. It has, you know, my smelly dreams, nobody has ever had an accent. Really? Yeah. I think maybe we need to get her on a plane. Uh, I need to find a really down. hot Let's guy go. that Where has an going? accent that I can dream about and he can talk to me sexy while I smell him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have a list now, girls. <laughs> that's that's my life goal. We got to find Bonnie a man with an accent who smells great. <laughs> That couldn't be I too hard. This challenge if it means we have to go to Scotland for a while. <laughs> it's like a scavenger hunt. <laughs> I'm sorry, can you talk? Uh, you and you and you speak, please. Okay, come here. What's your what's your cologne? <laughs> what do you smell like? Mm, whiskey and is that brute? <laughs> yeah, but no, in my family that might be okay. <laughs> On that note, that's going to do it for Three, three book, book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.